it's the you watch the Depends commercial and go, that doesn't work. Like, the, really? Those don't work. Uh, welcome to Love in Brief, an ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. Love for yourself, love for other people, love for your community. Of course, romantic love. I am Resonant Yes. And I am Renat Taken. And today we're going to talk about uh, something that we get asked about a whole lot and something that uh, I know that our guests get asked about a whole lot. And that is the upside and downsides of actual incontinence. So I am going to uh, show my hand here and tell you that this is something that is absolutely a fetish for me. So to be 100% transparent, coming into this discussion, I have never had issues of incontinence myself. And I was so thrilled that I found somebody that I loved who also happened to have this issue. And as somebody who has been on the outside of a medical issue and has been uh, fetishizing it, this is me sort of half confessing and half apologizing because I didn't know what it's really like. I had my vision of it, which was 100% from the outside, sort of this fetishistic thing, and I had no real appreciation for the day-to-day experience. So today, you, the listener to Love and Brief, and I, R.Y., are going to get an education together. I'd like to introduce our panel of experts. Uh, so first, we have RNT, who, if you've listened to the show before, you already know... That's me. I'm RNT. Hi. That's true. Um, but I would like to introduce a couple of other people. First, I'll introduce you to Stony Little Fox. And if you've listened to the episode that Stony Little Fox is on, you may have heard her voice before. Now you get to hear it again. Hello, Stony. Hi, it's me. <laughs> We're so glad you're back. Um, and I want to intru- introduce you to a new voice on Love and Brief. Uh, goes by Incon DL. And can we call you Incon for short? Or is that yeah. uh, too, too much yeah, of a summary? Yeah. Right on. Well, I'm really glad to have you. Thanks for joining us on Love and Brief. Thank you. Can we hear a little bit about your love in any way that you see fit to tell us? I've been learning a lot about how love doesn't, uh, love is not a zero-sum game. Um, And some of that is personal and some of that's kink, so I won't delve into that too much. But I've learned an incredible amount, and like since I've talked to you guys last, about how much love can be shared. I like mm. love is not a zero-sum game. That is a wonderful quote. Thank you. All right, Incon, would you be willing to tell us about your love? Yeah, no, I have love for uh, so many things. Um, I'm actually very thankful for everything that's happened in my life. You know, it's kind of formed me to who I am. Um, and I have met so many people that, you know, I really hope to meet in person someday. Um, and maybe I'll go to one of the, you know, big events and, meet as many people as I can. We would love that. I hope you do. We'd love to see you there. Yeah, those are really good interests. Yeah, man. So one thing that all three of you have in common is that you all wear diapers for both fetishy sex reasons and out of medical necessity. And um, I've already made my confession uh, that I am here to learn from you because I didn't get it for a long time until I met RNT. Um, so, so that out of the way, I wonder if anybody can go first, but I would love to know a little bit about your experience with incontinence. Well, I can go first. So, um, 
basically my incontinence stems, stems from overactive bladder, which I have basically had my entire life, but has become more of an issue as I age, both, I think, biologically and just it's more of a social and professional issue as I grow into an adult. I just thought of myself as, like, broken and an inconvenience to my friends. And uh, it basically how I managed it was in really bad periods of time, because it kind of will fluctuate depending on a bunch of variables, I would, you know, suck it up, wear some Depends, feel horrible about it. But most of the time, I would just avoid doing things that I love doing, like going to concerts or uh, music festivals or the state fair, anything where, you know, I couldn't guarantee I could get to a bathroom in time. I just stopped doing those things that I liked. Um, like RNT, I got fortunate enough to find a partner who sees it as an asset, <laughs> and that's life changing. So, so something that was almost exclusively bad is now not as bad, and sometimes even good. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, Incon. How about you? I wonder if you'd talk to a little bit about your experience. Yeah, mine's a mine's a little bit different. Um, I basically um, grew up a bedwetter, and then from I don't know, from day one that I can remember, um, I always had the fascination of like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to, you know, wear these all the time? And I just had this constant feeling where that's what I wanted to wear. And then due to some unforeseen circumstances over time, um, everything kind of gotten worse, um, which I was very shameful about. I didn't want to go to concerts. I didn't want to go out. If friends invited me over, they're like, hey, we're going to drink tonight, and then you can just stay at my house. I was like, I don't really feel like doing that. You know, it, it turned into this very, I don't know, antisocial thing. And, you know, it kind of got to the point where I was like, this is stupid. Like, I love these things, and yet I hate them. You know, it was, it was a very much a love-hate relationship. Um, and I... I don't know. Finally, one day it just kind of clicked where I was like, why am I being shameful about this? Everyone else wears underwear. Why can't I wear underwear that helps me? Yeah, that's for so well said. Hell yeah. That's really good. You're, you're <laughs> feeling it, R&T. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your story. I know you've touched on it before, but tell us a little bit about um, your story. Okay. My story is also different. It's different from both of the stories just told. And <laughs> I guess everybody's story would be a little different. Um, I've had ever since I was very small, a bladder condition that um, lent itself to having frequent um, urinary tract infections. And finally, in my early 20s, it manifested itself as a really, really destructive infection that took hold for probably the better part of six months and destroyed my bladder and my kidneys uh, for a good long while. And it was a really hard recovery and the recovery itself took another six months. And um, somewhere in the, in the um, space of that um, six months, uh, during which I had absolutely no control and I experienced massive amounts of shame. But rather than being like you guys, I like went all in because I was like sort of in a state of utter denial, just de uh, denying it and had um, 
accidents and issues and was trying to hide the diaper thing and I like had towels that I would buy and then throw away after one use and I just bought like a 10 pack of duvet covers and like it was just an awful awful time mm. and I think they sell those in 10 packs um only if you go to like a really really dis bad discount store okay. and like still your duvet smells like pee okay. because you're 20 and you like a hotel yeah, supply store awful. Okay. yeah um so I think I didn't have much grace for myself or my condition and I let it um, go on unchecked for far too long. And then when I finally addressed it, um, it was just, it was just, um, a, it was just not great. Yeah. And, um, I thought per my urologist instructions, once I finally got to a urologist that I would be able to regain control by just practicing over time. And that just really, I practiced and I told myself I'm doing it wrong. I'm practicing wrong. I need it. I need mm -hmm. to commit, commit, commit. But the more I committed, the more I practiced, I realized that it didn't matter how much I committed and practiced. I was still suffering from like a lack of control that I had previously, um, experienced and enjoyed. And Stoney, you're right. I went from having a partner who was super, super not into ABDL and who hated the idea that I had to wear padding of any kind or protection um, to having like, it's not awesome, but it is awesome that the thing that happens to you that makes you feel embarrassed, makes someone else feel very turned on and excited. And it makes you feel like more, a little, and like you have a little bit more control and like you're a little bit more beautiful and a little bit more confident after that. Like, it's just nice. So I'm, I, there's another side of shame here that I've only discovered RNT through knowing you. And I'm, I'm curious if it's happened with you two in Con and Stoney, which is there's actually shame on the ABDL side um, where people have been sort of vocal about, um, oh, isn't it convenient that you happen to have an ABDL kink and you're incontinent? <laughs> and essentially what they're saying is you're, you're, you're fabricating this, you're making this up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if, if y'all would had run into that. And if so, if anybody would speak to that. Yes. Um, I've actually, uh, ran into it with um, a certain ex, um, you know, I was needing diapers at the time, um, and she was fine with that, but as soon as she found out that I also had the kink, which, like you, uh, are why I waited until after we were in a very committed relationship, um, thinking that that was the best option, which it wasn't. Um, yeah, as but, it turns out, it's a real bad idea. Yeah, it's a horrible idea. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, here we are. Uh, so I waited till last minute and uh, basically told her that I also had this kink. And then after that, you know, nothing was the same. Um, and so basically it was, oh, are you just faking this? Is all of this fake? You know, it, it just, I felt very ashamed for needing diapers and at the same time liking them and you go through this process where you're just torn you have no idea what to believe anymore you don't know which direction you need to go you know you you want to say okay i'm going to take every medicine on the planet that you know the urologist and the gastroenterologist give me to say like this is going to fix it so i won't have to wear this anymore so it's just that constant shame of you know you feel like you're doing something wrong even though you're really not Learning to hold your bladder until a point when it's appropriate to release is something that we consider to be a skill 
that you can acquire and because small children can acquire it and you feel like everyone, everyone can acquire it, then you feel like, am I, am I not doing it? Like, am I subconsciously sabotaging myself? Am I doing something wrong? Right. And then like, all it takes is one really, so I can remember a time when RY and I were having an argument and we fell asleep angry at each other and I soaked the bed and it was not on purpose and it was not, and I was horribly embarrassed and it was like the time it was an awful day but I also remember it as the time when I was like oh no if there was a time when I could have stopped myself and saved myself the embarrassment and saved myself the shame and saved myself the $26 of having to launder this because we were like in the (laughs) early part of our relationship and it was like a quilt that had been sewn for him that I would have done it like and there's a lot of shame though like where until something like that in and of itself is embarrassing happens. You experience the daily embarrassment of, am I not doing this right for some reason? Like, am I in, am I in control and not doing it? Yeah. I'd love to know um, in those moments, is there a, a message? Because certainly we have a lot of folks who listen to Love in Brief who may have had those very thoughts and may even be some of the folks who maybe have, have sent those messages. Um, is there anything that you would love for them to hear to help them understand your your perspective? Yes. So first of all, if you're um, not a medical, not a medical professional and also not also someone who has a perfectly healthy bladder, I'm not interested in your medical opinion. (laughs) I promise. I promise it's occurred to me to try to hold it. I promise. (laughs) I promise it's like, I promise it's occurred to me that like, yes, I know there is medication that I can take. It has taken me 23 years to get my medication to a point where I have stable mental health and I'm not gonna mess that up so that I don't have to pee as often. That's just, that's just unbelievable to me. Um, yeah, it's really, really frustrating. I think, um, I think part of it is just being a, a girl who is younger. I don't deal with as much of people not believing per se but I do deal with a lot of, A, people giving me unsolicited advice because I apparently give off the vibe that like, oh, I just pee my pants every day and I guess I'll just accept that as normal without doing any amount of research or ever going to a doctor. I guess I just give off that vibe. You guys have been to urologists. You've talked to doctors. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh-huh. not It's not like you just one day peed your pants and went, well, I guess this is my fortune now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not like you're... So I, I will reiterate, for anybody listening, if you're struggling with incontinence, um, that could be a sign of an underlying medical issue. And please go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's, it, it, unless... There, there is a subset of ABDL folks who really work hard to become incontinent and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and they put a lot of effort in and it's important to them. So great. Good on ask you. Ask you, them your questions. You please. probably don't yes. have to see a doctor. Yeah. You, ask you did them this. your questions. And, and hey, no shame on that. Like no. go, go nuts. But what we're talking about are folks who, who um, didn't get to make that choice right. and have struggled with it. RNT. I do not want the like multitude of questions that are like, did you accidentally pee in your panties today? Oh no. <laughs> did it, me- did it get in? Was your work like altered or did you have to leave work early? And I don't like that stuff. Like my kink, my, I, I have a really well-defined, really like healthy love for my AB side and my DL side. 
but it really frustrates me when people like ask just so many questions very probing medical it, yeah questions. because it's yes. not it's not my thing it's something that happened in the midst of me discovering my thing yeah. and it's yes. not my favorite and i don't really like it gets our why turned on and that gets me turned on and so i really want to engage in it with him but mm-hmm. i don't want to engage in it with you stranger who have never <laughs> talked to you about anything else like if you really want to talk about incontinence talk about some with talk about it with someone who is actively pursuing it for fetish reasons. Mm-hmm. Please do not talk about it constantly with me. Like one question is fine, but I get so many and it's mm-hmm. not fun for me. Oh, I, I agree. In the quest for empathy, I'm thinking I, I get uh, sometimes debilitating lower back pain. Mm-hmm. I've had it since I had an accident when I was uh, eight. And um, it would be really uh, frustrating to me if people messaged me all the time and they were like, hey, what was, it like, what was it like trying to get out of bed this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Could you not tie your shoes? Go on. Yeah, please, please. And again, I won't begrudge anybody their fantasies. Um, no, not but- Fantasies are good. I would actually say that our wise fantasies have done a great deal in healing my pain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's strangers who come out of nowhere and don't, like, there's no caveat. There's just like a, I'm here solely to serve my own purposes. Right. Tell me that you did this. That's where it becomes problematic. It's and not about that. indulging in the fantasy. It's about when you're engaging with another human being, are you being thoughtful about their actual experience? Right. Or are you just sort of selfishly saying, well, all that matters is my projection of your experience? So um, I wonder, we've talked a bit about the the harder parts. Are there, and I know this, I, I, I try and make this not an offensive question, but are there upsides? Sure. Yeah. yeah. What are yeah. they? So upsides of incontinence. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous, but um, <laughs> it, it. So it, on a practical level, um, I am hydrated all the time because oh, yeah. I don't want people to like know I wear diapers and or think I smell like pee. That's that's like, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I have and a very a UTI weak, can make that worse. <laughs> yeah, I have a very weak sense of smell, so I'm always super paranoid about it. So I am always so hydrated and that probably makes me a happier and healthier person overall and then also for like the as i'm like rnt i'm into at least i started more on the ab side i'd say now i'm like 50 50 i've grown into more of a deal over time so i guess uh (laughs) take that for what it is but um as for feeling little it can be like part of what helps me get into that headspace is the feeling of you know, when you're at home and with someone you trust and love in an appropriate context, it can be kind of fun to have, like, you know, when you ha- realize you had an accident and you can play out the scene as you would like to. It, yeah, yeah, it sort of is a way to take control over that experience. I would say there are a couple things that I haven't missed that people have missed. Like, if I've had a movie and I'm yeah. already done. Mm-hmm. diapered I don't have to get up and go pee or like I'm the person that saves the table at the bar if we've got one because everybody has to get up and go and I'm like yeah I'll save the table mm-hmm. and like that is super handy it is it is very handy and I think um if I was if I had my issues that I have with incontinence and I didn't wear diapers I would be really unhappy but because I do wear diapers, um, I don't have that experience. And I do feel that if I'm at work or I'm out 
having a drink with a friend or anything like that and I accidentally pee my pants and I feel it and I remind myself that the rule is that I will wear diapers and I remind myself that the person who made that rule is our why and I remind myself that because he he made it because he knows I have these problems and because it's and, and, and that it's out of love, I instantly feel like this warm fuzzy mm-hmm. that I wouldn't otherwise feel. Mm. And it's just like, it's like a way to feel warm fuzzies in the middle of the day for no reason other than you accidentally wet your pants. This is a topic that's really hard to talk about, and I'm just grateful that you all would share this part of yourselves with us. And um, I don't think we're done covering it, but I think we've we've gone a long way towards talking about the reality versus the fantasy. So my thanks to you, Stoney, and my thanks to you, Incon. Yeah, and- thanks, you guys. This was really, really cool. I I really mean it when I say I don't think I've ever had an outlet to talk to someone who else or two other people, which is twice as amazing. Can't wait to talk to you again. And this has been Love and Brief. <laughs>